Radio. Well, good day, and thank you very much for tuning into this week's edition of The Journey. It's great to have you all on board. My name's Jude Hennessy. I'm the host of the show. I'll tell you what, we have got a fantastic show lined up for you this week. People are already starting to talk about Christmas. Decorations are up everywhere, all around the joint when you go shopping, as is the way they go these days, trying to get lots and lots of mileage out of Christmas. But as we head into this really important time of the year, we're going to find in the next few weeks in the journey lots of things to talk about regarding the real meaning of Christmas. For those of you that are joining us for the first time this week, well, it's great to have you on board. You've picked a fantastic week to join us for the first time on the journey. And I know that lots of people are joining us for the first time every single week right around the country as this show grows in popularity. We've got some fantastic stuff set down for this week. As I said to you, Sister Hilda Scott, first of all, is joining us from Jamboree Abbey. We're going to hear from Trish McCarthy, fitness trainer, scripture teacher, great woman of God. She's got her milk and honey segment coming up for us as well. And we'll also be hearing from a good mate of mine, Bruce Downs, the Catholic guy, amongst other things. Pete Gilmore's going to be in there as well. Marilyn Rodriguez, well, she gives us fantastic stuff regularly about parenting and doing it peacefully, doing it with God on your side. So as I said, a great show lined up today. Let's get into it. And as we always do, we're going to get into it with a gospel reflection set down for this time in the year in the church's calendar, the 33rd Sunday in Ordinary Time. And it's a gospel for reflection from Father Graham Schmitzer, on Matthew 25, 1-13. Let's hear from Father Graham. Faith, hope, love and life. You've tuned in to The Journey. Here's this week's Reflection on the Gospel. Hi, I'm Father Graham from St. Columkill's Coromel. Today we read from St. Matthew's Gospel, the parable of the talents. A master goes abroad and entrusts his property to his servants. To one he gives five talents, to another two to a third, one, each in proportion to his ability. It was a considerable amount, one talent being equivalent in those days to 15 years' wages for a labourer. The master gives no instructions as to what was to be done with the money in his absence. The first two servants traded doubled what they were given. The third servant simply hid his talent in the ground. Jesus, risen and ascended into heaven, is the master who has gone on a long journey and trusting us, his servants, with considerable talents. We can decide to be risk-takers, investing our lives to serve God and increase his kingdom on earth, or we can be mouse-minded and, out of fear of failure, scratch a little hole and bury what God has given us. We are all given differing gifts. It is not so much the gifts God has given us that matters, it's how we use them. God never demands from us abilities we do not have. He asks that we use to the full the abilities we do possess. We are not equal in talent, but we can be equal in effort. The parable tells us that whatever talent we have, little or great, we must lay it at the service of God. The servant with the one talent didn't lose it. He simply did nothing with it. It's so easy to say, I'm only me, what can I do? We all have more influence than we think. Each of us will meet thousands of people in our lives. We will have either a good effect on them or a bad effect. And the parable lays down a rule of life which is universally true. The more we use our talents, the better they become. We should never be jealous of the talents of others. God has given each of us sufficient. Saint Therese used the example of two glasses filled with water, one large, one small, 
but both were full. Faith, hope, love and life. This is The Journey. Here's Sister Hilda with Wisdom from the Abbey. Let me tell you a secret, but please, for heaven's sake, don't tell God I told you. He's a humble God, but he's also got his pride. See, I think that our God has a broken heart. You know how it is when someone you love is away and you don't hear from them and you wish they'd send you word and day after day you keep waiting but no word comes and then finally that long-awaited word does come and it's simply a postcard that says, Love Fred. Or you think you have a relationship with someone and so you feel free to tell them the things that really matter to you. But after a while you wake up, they're not responding. And what happens? You wish you'd never opened your mouth. And also, you begin to close up. You begin to stop saying the things that are important to you. And you begin to doubt your own ability to establish any kind of meaningful relationship. Or, you know how it is when you know that someone important to you is not telling you the truth? You can't come right out and say to them, why are you lying to me? So you play along with it and you hope it'll somehow turn out. I think that's what happens for God all the time. I think that sometimes, no, not sometimes, all the time, that's how he experiences us. And that's why he has a broken heart. He tells people all about himself every day and they don't even hear it, let alone engage in a conversation with him about it. He longs every day to hear from some of us and he doesn't. And when he does, it's only a love Fred message, like a a Christmas card once in a blue moon. So what can you and I do to soothe the heart of God? Well, we can tell him how much he means to us. We can give him access to our life by telling him the simplest things. Tell him how you feel about the traffic. Tell him how you feel about the price of food. Tell him about the littlest things, anything at all. Do everything you can to give God the entrance points into your life. What a wonderful thing it will be when our number is up and we're greeted by the Father. Perhaps we will hear him say as he embraces us, You brought me such comfort. Thank you. Welcome back to The Journey, and thank you very much for joining us wherever you are right around this beautiful country of ours, whether you be down south in Albury or Donga, perhaps you're listening in from Gippsland, maybe in the beautiful Illawarra region, perhaps you're listening in via podcast or tuning in via live streaming. You might be up there in Coffs Harbour, perhaps listening in from Port Macquarie, wherever you're listening in from. 
Thank you for joining us, and I hope you're enjoying this week's show. You've already heard from Father Graham Schmitzer, who was giving us a, a reflection on this week's Gospel as we come to the end of ordinary time and prepare ourselves for that Advent season, which is just around the corner. We also heard in there from Sister Hilda Scott. She's a favourite of ours on the journey. We just love her to pieces. She's from Jamboree Abbey down there in the Illawarra. She's in high demand to speak all over the country at conferences, at retreats, workshops, seminars. She's such a, a wonderful, wise woman. And her little reflection this week was called The Secret. Hope you loved it. I know there are some people who listen in the show just to hear from Sister Hilda Scott. And why wouldn't you? Faith, hope, love and life. Thanks for joining us on The Journey. You're listening to The Journey with Dave and Dodsey from the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong on cradio.org.au. And now it's time for Milk and Honey with Trish McCarthy. A good friend of mine and I meet regularly to share our week and the things that we've learned. They refer to a concept that we both had employed in our lives but hadn't been able to articulate quite succinctly. I believe it comes from the author Rick Warren and put very simply, it states, divert daily, that is, do something relaxing, withdraw weekly, for example a rest day, and abandon annually, disconnect completely for a week or so. This has implications and benefits physically and mentally. But today, I place it in the context of our spiritual journeys, remembering they are all very much connected. How long has it been since you responsibly abandoned? No phone, no work, no internet, no disturbing news stories or demanding advertising. I encourage you today to dream up a magnificent place of abandonment and book it in. It may be a local religious retreat venue, a special holiday place, or just a quiet week of pottering about your house in the presence of making time and space for your God. It has been said that it takes approximately three days to relax and unwind, and seven to ten days to really reach a time of refreshment and rejuvenation. If you look through the scriptures, you will see countless examples of Jesus modelling just this, retreating to a quiet place to refresh, renew, and bring all the pieces of himself together in the presence of his Father, that he might be sharpened to continue his work. So today, I'm giving you permission to book in a personal retreat, at least three days and maybe even seven to ten days, that you might be refreshed and revitalised to continue your work for God. Go on, get excited, be creative. God is waiting for you. Together on the journey, faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. Welcome back to The Journey. Thank you once again for joining us this week. Trish McCarthy with her Milk and Honey segment. Always great to hear from Trish. Hey, thanks so much for all the feedback we got last week about the interview that we were able to do with Robbie Curtis, the founder of that organisation Blind Eye, who do incredible work all around Brisbane with people who are really needy, also tied in very strongly with a whole lot of Aboriginal communities in Queensland as well. He's a go-getter, Robbie Curtis, no doubt about it. And thanks for the feedback that we had. It was really good to get uh, such quality feedback about that interview. Now here's an opportunity for people that are tied up with youth ministry and leadership of young people within the Catholic Church, an opportunity for you guys to attend a Catholic youth ministry retreat from Friday the 28th of November through to Sunday the 30th of November. I know there'll be a, a few people that'll be quite willing to travel for this. It'll be a great opportunity for those who minister to young people in the church to get away for a couple of days, relax, revive, be ministered to, have the great opportunity to pray together 
and share a whole lot of ideas and wisdom about what it works effectively in youth ministry today. So mark those dates in your diary, 28th of November through to Sunday the 30th of November. And if you'd like to come along, please contact Lauren or Louisa at youth at dow.org.au or give them a call on 02-4222-2460. There's already people coming from right around Australia, wherever you are. If you'd like to get along for that opportunity and mix with some fantastic youth ministers, give them a call. They'd love to have you along. You're listening to The Journey on cradio.org.au. Together on The Journey, faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. And now, inspiring you to dream, here's Bruce Downs, The Catholic Guy. Have you ever felt uninspired, like you just can't get in the flow of things? I know I have. I've struggled to get started on writing. I've struggled to start projects around the house. There are days when it all seems easy and days when it's just a drag. Maybe Mondays do it for you, or maybe someone at work, or maybe the pile of jobs at home drains your inspiration. Whatever the cause, I've often believed that I have to feel inspired before I get started. So I try to find just the right place to write, with just the right light and temperature, so I'm comfortable. And I try to listen to just the right music, and hopefully I'll have just read the right books over the last few days so my brain is feeling full. See, we all have this romantic idea of creativity, that it's this ultra-inspired thing that happens. The problem is our lives are never situated just right for maximum inspiration. We've distractions, we've problems, we've blocks, we're tired. And the quest for inspiration becomes just procrastination. We never start because we're trying to get inspired. That's why I like Chuck Close so much. He's one of the most accomplished painters of our time. This is what he says about inspiration. Inspiration is for amateurs. The rest of us just work. What if we stopped trying to feel inspired and just did something? We might just be surprised at how inspiring the results are. I know as we give our lives to God that God can be that inspiration that breathes life into us. Why don't you join me at thecatholicguide.com where you'll be inspired to dream. You're listening to The Journey, great Christian radio for the whole family. Now let's live the gospel with Pete Gilmore. Look, I'm not a technophobe by any stretch of the imagination, but if there is one thing I can't handle, it's voice dictation on my phone. It doesn't work. I'm pretty sure it's my Australian accent that randomly morphs into English or American, depending on how tired I am. You know, no one needs to see me yelling slowly into my phone as I walk down the street. And in the unlikely situation it does understand me, more often than not, my phone doesn't get the question. It doesn't like the way I ask the question or the structure or whatever it is, and so I'm greeted by a generic web search. Well, that's just great. Thanks for the help. Early in one of the Gospels, we're told that Jesus and his disciples leave the crowd behind and take a boat trip. It must have been a nice day because Jesus fell asleep. But a huge storm came up, and the disciples, being terrified as usual, woke him up and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? I wonder, was this the wrong question? Yes, Jesus calmed the storm, but he then had questions for his disciples. Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? In the midst of the storms in our lives, when we turn to God in prayer, how often do we ask God something other than, we need you right now? The why question and the do you care questions are valid, but this week 
when the storms in our life rise up, let's practice asking for God's intervention instead of asking for His reasoning. God bless. You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. You're listening to The Journey with Dave and Dodsey from the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong on cradio.org.au. Well, day and welcome back to The Journey. Wherever you're listening in from right around this beautiful country of ours, my name's Jude Hennessy. I have the incredible privilege each week of hosting this show with amazing inputs from people from right around the country, people sought after to speak at conferences, retreats, workshops, people like Peter Gilmore, who just gave us a fantastic input all about asking the right question. Thanks, Pete Gilmore. So talented, this young bloke. He's just received an award from the Education Minister in New South Wales for his contribution to Scripture in state schools, and in particular, his development of over 1,200 smart board lessons to help teachers who go in and take scripture from K to 6 to have some really dynamic resources at their fingertips. And the reason he did that, very simple. He wants young people to know and love Jesus and to be formed in their faith. Great to have him on the show this week, and so regularly on the journey. Now, in my role in working across denominations with a a whole lot of people, particularly as we go into schools to deliver special religious education, I get the opportunity to meet regularly with people from a variety of faiths and and a whole lot of Christian denominations. One thing that's become really evident in the last 12 months is just how powerful it is when Christians come together to pray together. And I love nothing more when we're able to come together and pray for things that are of critical importance right around the world. Don't forget the power of prayer and the power of praying together, particularly with things that are going on right around the world, such as the stuff that we're seeing going on in the Middle East. There's a lot of Christians of all denominations who are paying dearly for their faith, sometimes paying with their lives. Let's not forget to pray for them as we lead into Christmas and, and to pray within our own churches, but across church communities too. And let's let's remember to pray as well for many of the things that are going on in our own country. Had the opportunity to meet with a large number of politicians over the course of the last couple of months. And and one thing that struck me is just how much they need our prayers. There's so many good Christian men and women in our state and in our federal parliaments who need our prayers. And we're very foolish if we forget to do that. Anyhow, enough from me. Time to hear from someone like Marilyn Rodriguez, who's got much better things to say than me. And this week, she's going to talk to us in her Peaceful Parent segment about what it truly means to make Sundays a day of rest. Faith. Hope, love and life. Thanks so much for joining us on The Journey this week. With advice on peaceful parenting, here's Marilyn Rodriguez. How was last Sunday? Did you do anything special? Do Sundays stand out in your family? Or do entire weekends just pass by in a blur of shopping, socialising, sports and church, ending in a frantic rush to get things ready for Monday morning? Hi, I'm Marilyn Rodriguez, talking about being a more peaceful parent. As Christians, we know that Sunday is supposed to be a day of rest, but have we ever stopped to consider what that really means, and how we might, in fact, make it a day of rest? The one hour or so we spend at church is important, but I would argue that we need a greater boundary around Sunday, not just an hour, but a whole day devoted to thinking about the things of God and loving our family, and perhaps also our friends. The busyness of our society has encroached on all areas of our life, including what is supposed to be a whole day of rest to restore and strengthen our souls. St. Edith Stein was a philosopher who lived in the 1900s. She was a Jewish convert to Catholicism and became a discussed Carmelite nun before her death during World War II in the concentration camp at Auschwitz. In her essay on the spirituality of the Christian woman, she wrote that Sunday must be 
a great door through which celestial life can enter into everyday life and strength for the work of the entire week. If you're a parent, you know that you'll always be busy, right? But if we keep Sundays firmly in our mind as set apart from the rest of the week, our business during the week becomes more purposeful. We'll organise ourselves during the rest of the week so we don't have to go to the shops on Sunday or do housework or other jobs around the house. We'll focus better on our relationships. Even if we have to work or have another unavoidable commitment on Sundays, we can still prepare a meal with more care than we normally would during the week. We might try to be more affectionate with our children or our spouse and other family members or friends. We make Sundays more special. We restore the idea of Sunday being the Lord's Day, a feast day, a celebration and a day to enjoy a taste of what heaven will be like. Now, of course, we probably won't pull this off perfectly every Sunday. But if we're trying every week to set Sunday apart, then it will happen more often than if we never tried. It isn't easy, and if we believe it's important to keep our Sundays sacred, we'll have to plan for them and fight for them week after week. With a whole day devoted to happiness, rest and our closest relationships, we are bound to face every other day more peacefully. For more on being a more peaceful parent, you can visit my blog, which is marilynrodriguez.com. You're listening to The Journey, great Christian radio for the whole family. Welcome back to The Journey. As promised in there was Marilyn Rodriguez. And what we've got to do to truly make Sundays a day of rest. Time for me to go and hit the water somewhere, find a nice little wave break somewhere on this south coast where I live. And I hope you're all heading off to do something brilliant this afternoon as well as you enjoy this weekend, wherever you are, right around the country. Thanks to all of those people who gave us inputs into this week's show, to Sister Hilda, to Trish McCarthy, to Bruce Downs, the Catholic guy. Thanks very much to Peter Gilmore. And of course to Marilyn Rodriguez, who we just spoke about. We've got another great show lined up for you next week, including an interview that I was lucky enough to get with some of the young people who've just spent the last 12 months working with Net Australia. That's the National Evangelization Teams. We're going to hear a little bit about their work. They do great work with young people around the country and hear about some of the experiences that they've had as members of Net Australia in 2014. These are some quality young people, I'm telling you. So make sure you're tuning in next week for that. There'll be all of our regular presenters as well. A few different people next week. We've got uh, Francine and Byron Parola back for starters. And we'll also be hearing from Father Dave Callahan from the Missionaries of God's Love. He's an absolute champion and gives us such solid formation in his segment regularly. And I tell you what, he is one fantastic preacher and speaker. Go gently this week. May God bless you wherever you are. Faith, hope, love and life. Thank you very much for joining us on this week's edition of The Journey. The Journey is produced by Jude Hennessy and edited by Nicholas Weir from the Office of the Bishop in the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong. Radio.org.au